Welcome, welcome to Dirty Secrets of Small Business. One more wonderful show lined up starting at 7 p.m. on Wednesday evening. We go for one full hour of talking small business stuff. We love to do it. When I say we, I'm talking about myself. My name is Jack Mancini and my co-host partner in in business coaching for 15 years plus and going. His name is Adam Sunhalter. And we're here tonight to talk about issues involving small businesses. We coach in a company called Maximum Value Partners. And we've been doing this, as I said, for better than 15 years. And there's not too many things we haven't seen in the small business world. We love it. We're participating in it in ultimate, uh, not ultimate, but many, many ways that owning companies, uh, consulting, coaching, buying, selling, helping people to do all these things and ultimately run their company better than ever before. So we've solved problems by the hundreds, probably by the thousands, and we have fun doing it. So tonight we're going to talk about a couple of things, but we're going to kick it off with talking about something that I got to believe every small business owner who extends credit has run into, and that is collection. Collecting companies, collecting from some of your customers who decide not to pay you for a variety of reasons, most of them not good ones. And the whole issue is, what do you do about that? And we have found that we almost keep a record of it. You know, all the various excuses for not paying bills. And in the small business world, people are just reluctant and hesitant to ask for their own money and go through the gyrations of trying to get their own money. So we're going to talk, tell you some stories, give you some ideas tonight about that. And my partner, Adam Sunhalter, is enthralled with his man hug. He was watching some football stuff over the weekend, and he's going to kind of kick that off, and we'll kick that one around. What the heck is a man hug? And then working, working for someone else. You know, what's that about? Is that a good thing, a bad thing? Is it more fun? Is it more secure? So we'll try to get all three of those in somehow tonight. Usually it doesn't happen. We probably won't get off collections, but we'll try those other two as well. So with that little intro, my co-host Adam Sunhalter is going to take over, tell us what, uh, how the heck to reach us over here if you want to be part of the program, and just queue up and listen and uh, have fun tonight with us. That sounds like a challenge, Jack. It is a challenge. I get all three, no problem at all. So we'll do a few rants here, a couple of just different uh, thoughts to share with people. But uh, as Jack said, thank you for being part of the show tonight. You're always welcome uh, to join in. We've got Sean sitting by tonight. He's ready to take your phone calls. If you want to be part of the show, you can always do that, uh, 7 p.m. to 8 p.m. Eastern on Wednesdays. The phone number to reach us here in the studio is 440-946-9468. Again, 440-946-9468. Uh, you can email us, radio at MaximumVP.com, or you can tweet at us. Our company uh, Twitter handle is at MaximumVP. For Jack Mancini, it's at JackMMVP, and for me, it's at Adam Sonhalter. So we've got a lot of stuff to cover tonight, and as Jack said, a few things can be more frustrating than than uh, delivering a great product or service to a, to your customer only to get stiffed. Uh, that they don't want to pay or they're hemming and hawing or, or they're ducking and dodging. But before we get into that, Jack, I, you know, I wanted to talk about this whole man bro hug kind of thing. So 
for those of you who, who maybe aren't aware, and I, I thought this was, you know, if I'm aware of it, usually I assume everybody else is aware of it because I'm not aware of a lot of, you know, basic cultural things, I think, at times, or popular culture things. But, you know, the, the, the whole idea of a man hug or a bro hug, you, you've seen it. This is guys come up, you kind of do a handshake, and then you, you reach around and you kind of hug each other. You kind of put your arm around each other and kind of an embrace, you know. It's become very popular the last probably last, what, five, ten years now, where it's very common to see men embracing this way. You know, it's kind of a half hug, not a full hug, you know, but it's kind of there. Anyway, so I'm watching HBO Hard Knocks. I've seen maybe half an hour out of the five episodes, but I watched like 15 minutes of it last night. And here, the, 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 the ultimate episode is when they do all these cuts, right, which is basically people being fired. Saying, hey, Jack, you did a great job, but just didn't quite make the cut, right? So for those of you who've been out there, and you know, I know Jack, you've been in the situation a lot of having to let somebody go, and yeah. for for a variety of reasons. And I challenged Jack before we got in the air here to kind of think through this in terms of, has there ever been a situation where he's felt compelled when he's letting somebody go to end that meeting with a with a man hug, you know? <laughs> and if you if you listen to the show. Uh, it was probably a month or two ago. Jack shared a story. We were talking about, you know, how do you terminate people? You know, how does that kind of work? And he shared a story. He shared a story about, I think it was your first time doing it. And uh, he had a woman, I, I, I recall, uh, uh, emotional long, outpouring. Long it, was, yeah, it was like yeah. an hour an hour to go. There were a box of Kleenexes. That, and I think that ended with an embrace of some type and kind. It was a hug. It, okay. was, it was a hug. It was, it was a hard thing to do. I mean, it, it is a hard thing to do even today. But I don't hug today. God, if I hugged her then, uh, it was just her and I. She was an older woman, older than me at the time. And uh, I guess still would be older than me. <laughs> You'd but, be still uh, in prison right now if that happened a, right today. <laughs> I'm older than that guy who was there too. So, But, uh, yes, it was a very emotional. I couldn't, I couldn't bring my shoes. A long-time employee and a very good employee too. But, you know, there, there were... Younger people, new systems coming in, and we could borrow and make things more efficient. So somebody had to go, and it was her. And she was blindsided by this. And so it made it very difficult. So I'm talking because I don't know when to pull the trigger. It's the first time I ever fired anybody. And and uh, it was very difficult. But at the end, you know, when I finally told her, she started crying. So I had the box of Kleenex. I was advised to bring a box of Kleenex always when I'm going to fire somebody. <laughs> <laughs> That's good advice. Make note it of that. It is good advice. Very good advice. We use that many times. Slid it over, and she she used a good share of that box of Kleenex, and and uh, eventually it came time. Like you know, we're we're talking forty minutes. I mean, something that should have taken five is taking forty minutes. So finally, we we cut it off, and we got up, and and I gave her a hug because she was you know she was just a real good employee. And geez, and today I'd probably be accused of groping. Uh, oh, she'd yeah. probably get a big uh, six-figure settlement from the company, and I'd probably be terminated. So oh, yeah, you'd be hashtag for something, not necessarily doing doing, doing good things. <laughs> Wait, I never did that. No right. witnesses. Wait, well, you didn't you hug me? Didn't you? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Well, blah blah blah. You know, I could see that going on today. Well, now that you weren't an employee anymore, I figure it's okay to give you a hug. Yeah. That works. <laughs> We can have a different relationship now, right? But the but, point is, when you fire somebody, hugging them at the end of it, I don't think from the way I've grown up and experienced my business career and relationships in general, when you're delivering bad news, that's usually not the outcome. Sometimes, if there's a very special relationship, maybe a long-term relationship or 
a relationship where you've been through some pretty tough situations together and a, a bonding kind of takes place. Maybe something like that, like, hey, geez, I'm sorry, Adam. You know, I really am sorry. But some somebody had to go, and it's going to be you, bud. And, uh, you know, a hug might be appropriate there. But What's not that? general hugs. That's a well, lot of nonsense. So, so, so I'm watching this, right? And so, you know, a couple things, right? So this is quote-unquote reality TV, right? This is, you know, a real football team, and here's what they're doing and everything else. But, again, there's cameras around. So so I'm aware people are aware that the, the cameras are around. And but this happened with everybody that, that, that the head coach Hugh Jackson talked to, and they all knew walking into his office what was going on because they were prepped. You know, they, they they talked to the assistant GM or something before. Like, they knew that this was going to happen, but it was it was so uh, a couple of things. <laughs> First of all, you know, he was talking about how, how difficult it was for him. Here I am, you know, like, boy, I hate these days. Okay, wait a minute. Well, hard for you. What about the person you're talking to? Right, you're you're. You're you're still employed, he's right? Go- he's goofy that way. Oh, well, but again, it's, 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 <laughs> he's just goofy. It becomes about him, and say, so, wait a minute, you're you're getting ready to cut me, and 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 it's it's about how how tough this is for you. But everybody he talked to again, and he's very good at 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 saying a lot, Jack, and not saying anything at all. Right. You're, he, absolutely, you're right on. He just that. you know he, he speaks in all these uh, I don't know if they're colloquials or whatever. It's just it's just a bunch of phrases, and it's you you, you string them all together, and, and and you if you were to read what he's saying, you're like, what? He's not saying anything. But then every time, everybody, and there were about a half dozen that that, that, that they showed. He got up at the end, and then they came in, and here comes a man hug. I'm going, okay, wait a minute, is this? Is this a football thing? Is this a a millennial thing? So if we fire millennials now, do we have to give them hugs on the way out the door? I mean, how, how does this all work? And so I was just, I, I was You're distraught. In a quandary. I was right. just, I was distraught. I'm thinking, okay, we, we we have a lot of clients, and unfortunately, clients have had to go through terminations, you know, for a variety of reasons. And I don't recall one story ever coming back saying, yeah. And we, we it was a it was a great meeting, and and we had fun. They were totally understanding, Jack. And and we and when it was all done, we got up and had, and we embraced and went out had a couple of beers afterwards. It doesn't go that way, Mm-mm. right? It, you know, it doesn't always go to tears like, like like the story you're talking about, Jack. But there's certainly a lot of room in between, you know, uh, a box of Kleenex for tears and the man hug. So, I'd, you know, I'd be curious to I hear. Don't know, or, or, well, go on. I'd, I'd be curious, you know, to hear if you have other stories like that where, hey, is that part of your process when you let somebody go? You do it in that way where it's so, and it, it might fit for your style if you're more of an S style in terms of disc and you like to, you know, you're very empathetic and you want to give somebody that hug. Okay, yeah, you know, we have clients that, that that give us hugs every time we we meet. You know, it's not. Uh, Jack and Maya's natural style to do that, but yeah, you know, we're okay with that if, that if that's what somebody needs. So depends on who's hugging you. That's right. <laughs> so anyway, so that, that was my man hug crush, or uh, the, the the thing that Jack is referring to, right? So well, the culture today doesn't doesn't encourage that too much under any circumstances. So I don't I don't understand. It's not something I do again, unless there's a little special relationship there, deeper friendship or sharing. Sharing uh, unusual circumstances that that tend to bring people together, but no, you know the the man hug, the lad delivering negative news just isn't appropriate. But some people would differ with that, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. And Hugh Jackson's one of them. But I I don't think I would agree too much with what Hugh Jackson <laughs> whatever, does. Anyway. Say whatever whatever Hugh's going to do, Jack, you're probably going to say let's go the opposite direction. <laughs> it's probably not going to be good, right? That's right. All right, so I wanted to get I wanted to get that man hug thing off my chest. So <laughs> okay, you know, so hey, well that's one that's that's reading. one that's one thing off. I'll I'll you know we'll jump into the to, to the to the main topic here and kind of tee it up, which is 
how do you deal with the, with the litany of excuses for late payment, for non-payment, all the stuff that kind of comes in. And part of what we want to cover tonight, we, we, we want to go through, we got probably a top five, top ten list, like Jack like Jack was saying, where you know, this has been built up over the years of, of things you know, that we hear that are pretty common things. So we'll kind of share some of those. And uh, more importantly, we'll share some ways for you to handle it if you're in the situation. But even more important is how to avoid getting into those situations in the future, which is where you want to be so you aren't having to worry about you know, getting stiffed or people – uh, pushing you off or delaying payments, and uh, again, a few things can be more frustrating. Again, you you work hard, your team works hard, you want to deliver a quality product or service, the customer's happy, and then all of a sudden, bam, they find a reason not to pay you. And it's it, again, it's it's it, it sucks a lot of the oxygen out of the room. It's, it can be very very deflating. So we're trying to avoid those things and be able to inject some good energy into the company, but realize that hey, this is a common problem. And no matter how well you run your company, it's rare that we get involved with a small company that hasn't, or either doesn't currently have some challenges as it relates to cash flow, or at some point, you know, during our time working with them, whether they have some time. And I don't care how long you've been in business, cash flow is the the lifeblood, and and to, and to be diligent about it. And there's a lot of comparisons that we, that we can make to, you know, your diet and exercise. Same kind of thing. You know, cash flow can get people get real excited about it, and they can focus on it a lot. And then they can get bored of it, you know. So we'll we'll touch on a lot of stuff tonight as part of that, and, and and we have a lot of good stuff to kind of talk about and share stories with you. So stay tuned for that. I'm Adam Sunhalter, and I'm Jack Mancini. We're business coaches with a company called Maximum Value Partners. And we've got more dirty secrets of small business coming your way. So stay tuned here on Integrity Radio, WINT 1330 AM, 101.5 FM, and online WINTRadio.com. All right, we're back, live and at it here on Dirty Secrets of Small Business. Welcome back. I'm your co-host, Adam Sonhalter. Hello, Adam. I'm Jack Bencini, and we're counting pennies tonight. Pennies, nickels, dimes, and anything up above that. We're counting cash. We're talking about cash collection. It's a dear subject for most people, especially when you don't collect it, right? That's right. It's going to become a big-time stressor. So if you want to talk about that or you want to talk about what we talked about in the first uh, first segment here about the man hugs, feel free to give us a call, 440-946-9468. If you have a question about cash collections or things that are kind of going on, love to hear about that. That's a big part of our topic of the show tonight is cash, cash, cash. Or what did your professor say, Jack? Cash? He had a hair lip. I don't know if hair lips are allowed to be discussed in open public today, but I'm discussing it anyway. He had a hair lip, and he he would always he was big on cash, but he'd always call it cash, 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 cash. Always money. record cash. Always <laughs> get your cash. <laughs> All right. So I want to talk in this segment a little bit, Jack, about some of the top excuses we hear when, when this happens. So again, this is now some of you listening may recognize these because you use these when you're trying to push somebody off you owe money to, or you're hearing these a lot from folks who owe money to you. Okay. So, how about this one? This one's a simple one, right? Hey, Jack, I never got your invoice. That is a simple one. Often used. So, that's easily corrected, right? You give them a choice. Not a choice. You you respond to them right away. Send them an email with the attachment of the invoice or a little text with an attachment. So, we're instantly communicating, followed up with a phone call, and say, how do you want to pay this? Wire transfer, uh, any e 
effort or cash in the mail, or I'll come over and pick it up if it's big enough. That's right. Well, hold on. Let me. Let me. I guess maybe back up for a second. This is assuming we get a, we can get a live person on the phone. I guess right. Let well, me, that, let that's me start true there, too. Right? Yeah. And that's that's an important point I want to make here is that the phone, the phone, the good old phone, whether it be a rotary dial phone or a touch dial phone or a smartphone or a dumb phone, I don't care what kind of phone you have, but you got a phone. Let's learn how to reuse it again, folks, because most people are spending too much time sending emails and tweets and, and <coughs> other stuff. I don't think they're sending faxes much anymore. But people are afraid to, to pick up the phone and try to call somebody. And often, depending who you're dealing with, how large a company you're dealing with, it can be difficult at times to get to a live person. I bet you people, there are a lot of people, millennials, who can't even send faxes. They've probably never seen a fax machine, have they? They probably Jack? haven't. How about a ditto machine? Did you ever oh, see a ditto I loved machine? It. I, what do you mean? I'm not, I'm not that young, Jack. I remember no. in grade school. A little purple, purple, purple oh, ink, yeah. little spinning cylinder. Yeah, they're cold and they smell good. And you yeah. get high, you get a high on those things, you just stick your head That's in why the, I took uh, them out the of school. ink cartridge. That's why I took them out of school, Jack. They're creating too much brain damage for the kids. <laughs> Is that what it was? I think it was. All right, so <laughs> assuming we get somebody live on the phone and, and they say, hey, you know, I didn't get your invoice, or, you know, so... Here's a key thing. You got a live person on the phone? Don't let them go until you get what you want. Right? So, hey, Jack, you know, you, know, you said you didn't get the invoice. Hold on a second. So where should I send it to? What's the email address? Let me say, or what's the, te- okay, let me send it. Hey, did you get it yet? Okay, let's keep going. That's, I want to wait till you get Stay it. Stay on the line until you get it. That's right. To make sure you got it. Now, what happens, and chances are this might just be a total smoke screen, right? But we're going to take them at face value. It's like when your kids come home and they tell you something you know they aren't telling you the truth, but you're kind of, okay, let me take it at face value and we'll keep on going here a little bit. We'll, we'll kind of we'll play this thing out a little bit. Because in, in most uh, softwares, they, and, you know, when it comes to accounting software, and most of the companies we deal with are smaller companies, and, and they have things like QuickBooks, okay? And things can be done electronically now where things are sent, and all of a sudden you can see when somebody's read, you know, opened it up and read it. So all of a sudden, hey, well, I, hey Jack, you're, total, you're a total liar. It says right here that you viewed it on. Uh, that's that's probably not the best tactic to take with Jack here right now because I'm trying. You know, I got Jack on the phone. I'm trying to get him. And chances yeah, are, it's the first time. First time that you're trying to. If this were the fifteenth time, it'd be a different story. But well, I, I'm trying to keep in mind too, from a perspective standpoint. Chances are, Jack, uh, he's not just not paying me. It's not a personal thing with me and Jack. Jack's probably not paying me. He's probably not paying Sean. He's not, probably not paying Betty. He's probably, probably not paying a lot of people. And so the question is, how do I get Jack to pay me? So we're bigger fans of taking the more, I'll call more civil approach and just talking to people about stuff, what's going on, and helping, again, take them at face value, help them make sure you get paid first before you start threatening. And, again, you know, we aren't talking about showing up with baseball bats and crowbars. Well, not not in the first step. Jack. Yeah, not right away. Not the first step, right? So somebody says, hey, you know, so, again, these are a couple of scenarios of if, if somebody gets on the phone. Hey, I didn't receive the invoice. Um, hey, I thought we already sent that to you, Jack. <laughs> didn't you get it? Didn't you get, get, get my payment? You know, again, this is a different excuse. Hey, I, I thought we already sent it to you. Well, let me go check in the accounting department see if I can figure it out. Well, let me let me flip flip the roles here on the other side to make that call, to make that call to collect my money. A lot of small business owners are very hesitant to do that. They don't like to do it. They don't like to ask for money, even though it's their own, even though it's dutifully owed, owed to them. So what do you do? You know, here's, here's a very benign, very comfortable way. If you're owed money, 
to call and call in a nice voice, nice demeanor. If it's a little, it's starting to get a little bit late in payment, and just tell people that look, I'm I'm calling about this $500 invoice you have or $2,000 invoice. We're doing our cash planning. This is if you're you're hesitant to call and ask for your own money, and there's so many people who are. So kind of neutralize the effect of that, and just tell them we're doing our cash planning. And I have to know, to get this report done, when I can expect payment from you. And you write the date down, and you write who you talk to, and you get, you get a commitment there. That, that moves it along very favorably. You haven't really created any ill will, which you shouldn't care about anyway to any great degree, but it's, it's okay. It's okay to do that. And you've gently nudged them into feeling that they have to pay because they have committed and you get a date for the payment because you're going to record that in your 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 plan and it's a nice way to go it's a nice way to go out of the box with the first attempt to collect a bill that is owed you for those who are a little squeamish and chances are people are not hearing that they aren't hearing, hey, I'm working on my cash plan, my cash forecast. No, but, not you're, the, but you're saying it. Right. You're saying it, so that makes you comfortable versus not even making that call. Right. <clears throat> but it's, uh, my point, though, Jack, is it has a positive effect on both sides. It's, it's a positive effect for you because it's enabling you to make that call comfortably. And it's a positive effect on me. The, gun, the, the, the person receiving that call is something, hey, I, I can't think of the last time somebody's called me and told me they were working on their cash plan. It's a different, it's a different tactic. Right? Here, here I am, I'm trying to get things planned out, and i got to see where I'm plugging you guys into. So it's not even, it's not even giving me the chance as a person who owes you money to, to tell you that I'm not going to pay you. It's you know you're assuming that I'm going to pay you. You're just trying to figure out when I'm going to pay you That's and right. when to plug it into your forecast, right? So again, it becomes very comfortable, very easy. It's a good way to handle it. Versus I got some somebody calling up and yelling at me about this. Yeah, and yeah. That. Adam, where the hell's my payment? You know, you're you're 60 days past due. You know, I want it. You owe it to me. We gave you our service. Blah 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 blah. Okay, that can work too, because Adam may be the, the guy who's squeamish on his end. He doesn't like people yelling at him. That's why we can't get him on the line too often, but when we do, we're going to beat him up. Right. That's not, not as effective. No. <laughs> there's, there's a time and a place for that. Okay, so if we go, go through a couple of these other excuses we talk about, well, you know, I need to talk to my boss or my supervisor or the owner, Jack. You know, you're, you're calling to ask for some money. I, you know, I, I need to talk to them first. I'll, I'll I can get back to you and let you know what the what the plan is. Wait, uh, wait, Adam. When are you going to get back to me? Give me a date, and can I call them? You know, because I will. You know, if if it makes it easier, I have no, no, no. You don't need, you don't need to do that. Them. You don't need to do that yet, Jack. Let, let me call. Um, how about I get back to you in November? November, November of what year? <laughs> no. Now, how about I get back do... to you before the end of the week? You know, <laughs> give me two days. Let me talk. The boss is out today. Should be back at some point tomorrow, if not for sure on Friday. Two days, two days is perfect. I'll call you at ten o'clock on Friday morning. Why don't you circle it in your calendar? God, I'll make sure to avoid. I mean, I'll be be sure to Oop, look, look, for, yeah. look forward to your phone call, <laughs> Jack. <laughs> well, you know, if, if I talk to the boss before, then I'll make sure to, to be able to let you know too. But yeah, I appreciate you following up like that. So what happens when I follow up and Adam ducks me? Well, what do we do, Adam? You're starting to, to to piss me off now. Now we're starting to escalate. Not yet, a little bit. What happens? So you call, you know, so you call the message out. From Adam. Yeah, well, no. I, I, if, if I'm <laughs> ducking you, so you're calling and leaving messages now, and I'm not returning your phone calls. Yeah. 
So you got yeah. a couple little kids you're going to tell me you got, but you're you're really uh, 68 years old. Who, who are no, those? That's right. No, I figure. So I picture a phone call on that Friday. Hey, what's going on? <laughs> Just following up, and I don't call back. I figure you're calling Monday again. Hey, you know what? I didn't hear back from you yet. So I wonder if that means you didn't hear from the boss yet. But if I don't hear from you by by tomorrow this time, yeah, I'm going to call the boss. I'll talk to the boss directly. That should prompt because again, come back to our role player before I was a little scared of you calling the boss, right? I don't want you going around me. People don't like the boss. Well, little real little companies where the relationships are closer. That's not as intimidating. But when you have 25 employees or more, we have a few outliers companies bigger than 25 that we uh, coach on. But uh, the bigger ones, they they don't like the boss to get involved in what would be a routine uh, execution of their responsibility. Uh, unless you know they're really hurting for cash, then then those become strategies to push people off for payment. We can give you both sides of the coin very well in depth. We've heard most stories, and I we look for stories that are new and unique. We found one uh, when we were in Georgia. Who? What was that one story? Maybe yeah. it'll come. I can't think. I got a couple of them I want to share, but we're, okay. we're, we're, we got a break coming up here, Jax. But when okay. we come back, we'll share a couple more more unique ones that. Might be more stumpers, but that's okay. And we, we, we take note of them, as Jack said, because they're um, we've heard most of them. Again, it's almost like being a, a police officer pulling somebody over for speeding or some sort of moving violation. I know m- many officers that if you give them a, a unique excuse as far as why you're doing what you're doing, many will give you, off, you know, kind of let you off with a warning because it's a new <laughs> it's a new excuse for them. But it, it doesn't happen very often. So that's right. Anyway, so we have some we have some more creative excuses in terms of why folks are not paying, and we'll talk about that when we get back. Uh, stay tuned for that. I'm Adam Sonhalter, and I'm Jack Mancini. You remember the name Maximum Value Partners, business coaches. We've got more dirty secrets of small business coming your way here on Integrity Radio, WINT 1330 AM, 101.5 FM, and online WINTradio.com. Back. We're back here live on Dirty Secrets of Small Business. How you doing? I'm your co-host, Adam Sonhalter. And I am the other co-host, Jack Mancini. And I'm playing the drums here as we're coming into the third segment already. Goes Holy quick. crap. All right. We should extend this show for an hour. Well, we can do multiple shows on topics like this. So we're talking about cash. 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 And how do you collect it? How do you deal with the litany of excuses? We touched on a few in the in the prior segment. And we'll touch on a few more, but there's one I want to jump in that's a little more unique. So we're calling to ask for some collections, and the response back was, hey, our checks got stolen, Jack. Uh-oh. Our checks got stolen. Well, no. what, do you, what do you mean, checks got Well, again, somebody was writing checks, and they stole them, and we had to close up the bank account. Huh. Hmm. Okay. Do we believe that? <laughs> Well, how are you paying your bills right now? How long you been out? How long are you, are you waiting for new checks? We could do an electronic uh, transfer of funds. No problem at all. In fact, you're so close, Adam. I could have one of our employees, maybe even me, because I never saw I, you in person. I, I, Let me come over and collect. I would collect. love to, Jack. I would love to. This has been this Let me has collect been your the, petty cash box. This I has know been, you keep a lot of money this has in been, This has been two <laughs> weeks from hell. And so we're trying to re- get this stuff kind of rejiggered. We should be in, Two in good weeks. shape. Who's your banker? Well, we, let me tell you. It's oh, been, okay. It's Go been, on. It's been tough, Jack. So I appreciate your, your patience here. I know we, we, we've never been late before, I know. So I know this is, this is, this is unique. I apologize. I, I probably should have done a better job of communicating with you what was going on. But 
We should have these this stuff taken care of here in the next week to ten days. Have your stuff out to you, and I appreciate your patience on this. Hey, but it's Adam, been, Adam, it's been and, crazy. In all us. due respect, really, I, I'm not after getting your appreciation. I'm interested in getting the money that's owed us. It's owed us. We provide great service to you. So how do we get that? How do we get it fast? Well, again, they're working as fast. They're working as fast as we as they can to get our get our accounts cleaned up and everything else, and we're, we'll we'll make sure it's taken care of. But I gotta ask for another for another week to ten days of patience from you, Jack. Well, we'll get it taken care of. Hopefully, it'll be sooner that. But what I don't want to do is I don't want to overpromise and underdeliver for you. So I'm gonna underpromise and hopefully overdeliver for you, Jack. Well, let's do this. Let's do a test of uh, a, a, a test of faith here, okay? And we'll keep the faith. I'll keep the faith with you. Why don't you give me a day when you'll call me back and a time, and let's see how well you execute on that. So you give me a date and a time. And you'll call and give me the status on your lost check and fair. what you're doing, and uh, uh, we'll take it from there. All right. So today's Wednesday. Why don't I, why don't I give you a call by, by next week at this time? Okay. Does that work? All right. What time? Let's do uh, 7.15. Oh, wait. No, you're on the air at that time. i got to do a different. Well, if I call, you definitely won't answer then, right? You won't That's answer right. on the air, will you? That's right. All <laughs> right. Why don't, we do, why don't we do 10 a.m.? I'll give you a call 10 a.m. next Wednesday. Okay. That's how it'll work. All right. So... Let's see what happens. So that's one of the more unique excuses we've gotten before. And again, we we, we always take things at face at face value. Start there. That's true for that's true for many things in terms of the way we approach stuff. You take it at face value, and then you continue to kind of peel back to see what's going on. The yeah. key, the key is is good, effective communication. Don't duck in the weeds. That happened with one of our clients uh, today. It came to fruition, where. The, the owner wasn't aware. They were having some tight cash positions going on, but certainly any you know nothing that's going to be major detrimental to the company, everything that can be worked through. So when you have good planning, good cash planning, and that's, you know, we, we teach our clients how to do that. Uh, when you have that in place, you can have very good communication with people who you owe money to. And if you do that, if you do that religiously, let them know. Look, I just told Adam that I'm going to have his $2,000 next Thursday. If something comes up, if the checks I expected in my forecast aren't there, if for whatever reason I have to reprioritize it, before next Thursday I'm going to call Adam and I'm going to tell him that 2000 isn't coming, but I can send him X. Or wait, wait, you're going to call me? I'm going to call you. You owe, me, you owe me money. You're calling me. I'm going to call you. Wow. All and right. that makes it so different. And I'm being honest and forthright with Adam. Adam might vent a little bit. That's okay. Uh, I don't have to take anything much more than a little venting from Adam because if he starts to go wacko, I'll hang up on him and he'll get nothing. Hey, Jack, I'm really glad you called. As a matter of fact, I'm going to vent on you about some other guys that owe me, that owe me money that, that are ducking and dodging me and hiding in the weeds. You're, you've always been an upstanding guy like that, Jack. I appreciate you calling me and keeping me. I'm not, I'm not happy about you having to, to, to push you back a few weeks, but I appreciate you you're reaching out to me before I got to chase you down. And, and you know, that that's the reaction good. you're going to get more often than not. And it's because business owners don't like to make those calls about I can't pay. They don't like to do it. They don't do it. And that creates bigger problems and, and hurt feelings and a lot of negative, where a phone call, as tough as it might be for you, to explain the situation honestly works wonders. People will work with you if you do that. They'll work with you. And that's the key. That's what you want. Now, you, I was talking about the 
the uh, client. So the client who's in charge of the cash flow was not making payments so that they could get through this tight hole uh, or the, the, the tight, what the heck am I talking about here? A tight tunnel here, tight cash flow. Tight squeeze, they, that's good. <laughs> squeeze, thank you. That's what I was looking for. They, they can't do it. So rather than make the call like we were saying to these people, the person in charge of the cash ducked it. They ducked week one or month one, month two, month three. They were ducking these things to the point where they were alienating the customers who were owed money. The customers didn't know what was going on. They were emailing and calling and trying to get answers back, and they were, were not getting any communication. So now they're getting ready to go to collection. Wait, so what happens? Off. So what happens then? Let me interrupt because this this happens whether you're talking about cash collection, Jack, or anything else. People's minds will go to the worst, right? Correct. So all of a sudden, I've, I've got I got five phone calls and six emails, and I've heard nothing from you, right? As that goes from the first to the second to the, to the sixth and eighth and tenth try, I keep thinking worse and worse things. I'm thinking, hey, you're going out of business, right? It's you know picture picture when you've been involved in a different group, and all of a sudden somebody's just stopped showing up, right? You figure maybe, you know, if they aren't returning phone calls or texts, or all of a sudden you think, hey, I must have done something wrong. They're mad at me. They're, well, at the end of the day, something just happened. And they, but when they when they don't communicate to you, you're left to kind of like negotiating with yourself. Here you are just making up things that might be going. And, and, and our natural tendency is, is for things to go to go really bad really quick in terms of what we think is going on. So what's going to happen then? So all of a sudden I'm not returning phone calls from you. What are you likely to do at that point? Oh, it's going to escalate, and which it did. And, and in this case, uh, the owner found out about it because the customer who was owed money said, screw this, uh, they're, they're right down the block. I'm going to go over there and pay him a visit and see what the heck's That's going right. on. That's right, they showed up. They showed <laughs> up, armed for Old bear. school. Old school wait, work sometimes. Wait, did they have a bat or a crowbar at this point? I, You know, I didn't get that report. Okay. I don't think so. Okay, no broken bones. Good. N- All right. No Italians like my family. My fa- That's how my family used to collect debts years ago. Used to. Used to. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I know the stories on that side. Right, okay. But, yeah, so you don't do that. The little role play that we did a few minutes ago would have been absolutely perfect here. Look it. I can't pay you right now. But the sky looks very blue here in about three weeks. I can get you everything there. I'm going to put you in for that. The date is this. I can call you uh, blah, 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 day before, two days before, and give you the status of it. And, okay, they don't like it, but they like the attention. They like the information. They know that, okay, at least I'm in line. I'm being thought of, and uh, I'll work with these people. They've been pretty good all the years. And if you keep your word, you get that credibility. And when things are tight for you, you'll share that, and you'll get the help you're looking for. You really will, without groveling for it. So let me let me step way up here for a second, because you know the, 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 an overarching theme here you got to think about is this is like any other relationship that you have. Okay, so if you're not nurturing it, if you're not being responsive, you're ignoring it. You know. How many of those relationships have you had in your life that have gone well when you're doing that? Probably very few. Okay, so this is true. Of this as well. And so you have somebody. To, you know, to, to your point, Jack, you have somebody that that's involved in your business that's been helping you. You know, and you're going to probably need them in the future. You got to think. You got to think beyond this this tight squeeze you're feeling today or this week or this month, and think, okay, what's going to happen a quarter from now, a year from now, five years from now? And you know, to your point, the seeds that I'm planting, things I'm doing now. And as we've said numerous times uh, on this show, for sure, I know we've said even more times 
outside of here in terms of when people are getting pressed and squeezed. What happens is, and especially when it's money, okay, people's true self, their true character starts to show. And how are they doing? And so if you come through with this and you stay calm, you do what we're talking about here in terms of being very, and a matter of fact, not very communicative, but over-communicative to, to people with, with what's kind of going on, you are going to stand out in a very positive way with what could be a very negative situation. And that will build tremendous equity going forward for you. And it's going to help, again, you, you got to think longer term. That's why, that's why it becomes very, very empowering to be able to, be able to take this. And we've coached clients through this. We've coached clients through when they've been in some some significant debt, you know, a quarter million dollars in debt to, 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 to a bunch of people. How do you how do you get through that and be able to, to, to negotiate that and pay that off in the course of about 18 months? So there's ways to go about doing it, and, and these are tried and, and proven. And at the end of the day, the people that you owe money to or the people owe money to you, they, they typically want to pay you. It's a matter of how do you make it work. And if you get if you get threatening and you get abusive so quickly – Chances are you're going to the back of the line, bottom of the pile, whatever analogy you want to use, but you aren't going to be taken care of first. Versus if you're, again, using a little bit of honey versus vinegar to get, get those bees, Jack, you, you have a different approach to start with. Often that will lead to very, very positive, positive results. That's right. Make make a very negative, what is normally a negative situation, into a positive one. And if you're the one who owes the money, you keep it calm, you keep it informative, if the person who is owed the money becomes abusive and you know tyrannical and just you hang up on them and that's the rule you don't have to take a lot of guff from somebody especially if you're pleasant and you're trying to work this out in the best way possible that's right so let me just give another scenario here i know we have a couple minutes more here on this segment jack i want to talk about what do you do when somebody's unhappy with your product or service and so here here you are hey jack you know what I know you did this and sent it to us, you sent us a bill, and we're supposed to owe you money, but you know what? Your product really sucked. Yeah, not, wait, not, wait. not happy with it at all. And in fact, I think we're going to sue you for, 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 for sending out faulty products. So you're going to be owing us money. We don't owe you money. <laughs> oh, here, let me give you to, let me give you to Jack Mancini here. <laughs> and and <laughs> he, wa- he wants to talk to you. He wants to talk to you. Okay. Okay. What the hell are you, what are you talking about, Adam? Our products are the best products in the world. We have such great quality control. I don't think you, you're, you're trying to dodge paying our bill here and you're going to go to a, another. (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't do that. I was just rambling on. That's not how I'd handle it. So somebody has a complaint about the quality and, and effectiveness of our product. Okay. You gotta, you gotta take that call. And you got to get the facts. You got to calm them down. I'll calm you down, Adam. Okay. I hope we didn't uh, cause too much damage, but I'm going to have to look at the part and have somebody come out and investigate it, and and see what happened. We want to know that for our own uh, production and quality products. And you know, I also uh, don't want you to worry about paying for this until after we investigated it. And if it's our fault, definitely you get a credit and maybe more. Okay, well, that's a positive way to handle it. And chances are, uh, people will push back like that just because they they know most people don't like conflicts, and they're going to challenge to see how good you feel about it, how good you feel about your product or service. Was it truly good or not? And people often will cave, 
and get some pushback like that. So it's a it's a negotiating tactic. So That's be, right. be be aware of that when, when when you're hearing that. All right, we got our we got our, th- our third break coming up here, Jack. We got more stuff to share, especially I want to talk about some of the things to do, which we touched on here. But I want to kind of bring them home a little bit in terms of things to do to avoid getting in these situations in the future. So stay tuned for that. I'm Adam Sonhalter. And I'm Jack Mancini, and we are talking collection of your cash on both sides of the coin. You owe it or you're looking for, for getting it. That's right. We got more Dirty Secrets of Small Business coming your way here on Integrity Radio. So stay tuned here on WINT 1330 AM, 101.5 FM, and online, com. We're back at it here on Dirty Secrets of Small Business. Welcome back. I'm your co-host, Adam Sonhalter, and the guy over there playing the drums with his mouth, that's boom, Jack Mancini. Boom, boom, boom. Yes, it is. Jack Mancini playing the drums and the bass. There you go. They sound like, what was that guy just passed away a couple of years ago? Hooker? What's the guy? He's a uh, jazz player. You're asking uh, me? John Lee Hooker? Is that the... Bah, 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 bah. I think it's John you're Lee the, Hooker. You're anyway. The, you're the expert. Hey, hey, hey. All right, so... All right, we're talking about cash tonight. We got here's our final segment. We got some tips we want to share with you. We've talked about some of these already tonight, but it's about ways to stay out of the situation of either people are dragging you out, or for you to be able to kind of avoid it. So we t- cut, t- touched on a couple things already, Jack. I just want to kind of draw uh, attention to them, and we'll, we'll touch on a couple more. Uh, one of the things that we've mentioned numerous times so far is kind of agreeing on those next steps, right? So. It could be as simple as, hey, when are we going to talk next? We've done that a few times as part of the role plays here tonight, Jack, in terms of, hey, what's our next step? And uh, when should I expect to hear from you? When should I expect to see something again? It's it's a getting that agreement upon what the next step's going to be. It may not be payment, but it's, hey, here's where we're going to check in again. So some some action, that's right. Yeah, it's key to get, key to get that, agreement, uh, uh, that agreement on. We talked about, again, using the phone versus email and letters. Again, pick up that phone. It's not a 10,000-pound weight. Pick it up. It can be very, very, very helpful for you. Um, now, if if this debt is prolonged, if you've had to make a couple of two, three promises and things keep squeezing, but you still are optimistic about getting out of this hole, you just can't time it, you might offer them after the third time or something, some type of payment. Could it even be a very small payment, and that's okay. How'd you read my mind? That's my next point. I knew it because I you know it. A you're, you're logical my, progression to Look at my that's, sheet here, yeah. Get partial right. payment if possible. That's right. And my note here is that there's a mental hurdle, okay, with getting somebody to start to pay you. And it's getting them into a habit. And so like any habit we start to kind of form, the, the, the more they do it, the better it gets. So to get some sort of payment coming your way to start is always a positive a positive thing. So if somebody's writing you a check, they're wiring you a check, however they get the money to you, they're bringing bags of cash by, however it is, if they're paying you on a regular basis, that's a good, good thing. And to your point, Jack, if you can't get full payment right away, that's a good settlement to kind of start getting them to pay pay towards it until they, get, until they can start to be able to pay more. And it's but, amazing. Uh, things can get very comfortable on both sides. So it is, might, might be a pretty large amount that you owe. You could start to make minimal payments. And that might just, to Adam's point about habits, that becomes habit-forming on both sides. Where as long as we're getting something from Adam... Hey, okay, that's okay. I kind of forget about it, and all of a sudden it becomes institutionalized. I'm going to get this small payment every every uh, month from Adam, mm-hmm. and every once in a while, maybe when we start to have cash problems or we we uh, review our our situation, and a lot of small companies, even big companies, don't do that. They don't review 
they don't review these these agreements they make and they just again become habit forming so you can benefit in many ways you you can get a reduced cash flow using their cash with their permission in effect so mm-hmm. what better what better outcome is that and all by being nice and reasonable and it works both parties too it works well from the collection person too cuz if they can't collect from you and they have to bring a lawyer in and go to a collection person all of a sudden, whatever whatever you owe them has already probably been cut in half at, at best. They got to pay fees. They got to pay you know success fees. Some here and there. Okay, so again, the, the the idea as far as why would that be attractive to somebody? Again, you know, if they're at that point now where they're thinking about that as maybe a next step of again sending it to collections or getting a lawyer involved, there's a huge haircut that comes on top of that. Okay, so it's gonna be very very powerful for them. Let me let me hit on this one real quick, Jack. This is a, a, I think very very important. Don't let it drift. Okay, the whole idea of the the, the the old squeaky wheel thing, and we've seen this a number of times. And I, don't, I don't care if it's a big company, small company. We've seen it from for, 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 from a variety of standpoints, where all of a sudden people just forget about it. And we've you know we've gone through you know the, the books of a lot of uh, small companies, and they'll have accounts payable, which is money that they owe people that'll be very aged. You know not. You know, we're not talking about months, we're talking quarters, we're talking years, where it's, hey, there's something from two years ago. But the person hasn't called me on it. Or they haven't reached out to me, or I haven't had a communication from, the, you know, this this company in a year, 18 months. And so, okay, so, well, that tells me just how important that is to you, Jack, because you, you haven't even noticed it yet. So um, I'm going to kind of just let it, let it sit there. Versus if I'm calling you diligently... <laughs> Every day, every week, okay, you know that I care about it. <laughs> if I'm being professional about it, and okay, but I'm going to keep at it. I'm going to be at squeaky wheel. Eventually, you say, you know, you're, you're a great guy to talk to and everything, Jack, but I don't need, need to be talking to you every day or every week like this. Let's make sure we get you get you taken care of, you know. And But don't let it drift because once it starts to drift and then it becomes a bigger weight and it's that albatross hanging on your neck, it's heavier and heavier and heavier, and eventually – and I, I'm guessing many of you who are listening right now have gone through that, either on the side of you're owing money to somebody where you've been able to kind of just drag it out and they've ignored it, or you haven't been on it. And then it becomes so old, and I don't know if there's a statute of limitations on some of these things, but hey, after several months or even a, a year or two, eventually you just say, screw it, and you, and you write it off. You write it off. You take it. You take it to income. That's a good thing, isn't it? Unless we're talking to a group out in Charlotte, who uh, would doesn't like free money, who doesn't like free money, you you have an obligation to give that free money to its rightful owner, even if you don't know who it is. <laughs> let me let me do another one, Jack. Don't be afraid to ask questions. So ask questions and and ask questions about the health of the business. And this is one that we 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 talk to clients about too. If again, if somebody's pu- pushing you off, that owes money to you. Well, basically, what they're asking you to do is to play the bank for them. Mm-hmm. That's right. And any of you who've talked to banks or used banks before realize that banks have certain terms and conditions that they they lend money out at, and they have certain requirements of things that they'd like to see from you in order to give you that credit. So things get a little reversed here when we're talking about somebody owes you money for, let's say, an accounts payable type thing. But here now, all of a sudden, you're you're into them. You've delivered a product or service, and they now owe you money. Well, why can't you go ask them about the health of the business and ask to see their most recent financial statements and balance sheets and profit and losses? In the small business world, that makes you stand out tremendously. 
tremendously. And what, what so so what will that do? Well, again, as I as we mentioned earlier in the show, you know, chances are if somebody's pushing you off for 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 money that that, that they owe you, chances are very very high that you're not the only one. Again, we, we had a scenario we talked about uh, in the last segment about somebody's upset with your product or service, they're pushing back for that reason. That's a little more unique. But again, if, they, you know, if they're happy with your product or service and they just haven't been paying because they're having some struggles, guess what? You ain't the only one that, that, they're, that, that they owe money to. The question becomes, how much money do they owe you and where does it stand? So if somebody owes you, you know, 30000 bucks, and, you know, they owe, you know, 10 other folks, you know, 100000 or more, well, your 30000 is very important to you, but it's not as critical to them as, as the other 10 folks who are ahead of you versus... If they owe you thirty and they know they don't owe anybody else more than let's say five or ten thousand, then hey, you're in a pretty strong position because you're owed you're owed quite a bit compared to what they owed other folks. So it's getting understanding of kind of what that overall scenario looks like. Yeah, very just important. take take stock on both sides, understand the circumstances and the situation, and keep working very positively to to basically make the outcome satisfactory to both of you. So you can, if you can get to a compromise, that's a great negotiation. All right, Jack. So we got a couple minutes to go on the show, and I'm going to take on your challenge to try to get to all three topics tonight. So I okay, start with the one. I'm going to finish with this one, which is working for a company versus working for yourself. And I'll put this in the show notes. So this is something on the uh, the Cooper Review. Something that my wife showed me probably a week or ten days ago, and it has a a little. Uh, Left side, right side. The left side working for a company, and the right side working for yourself. And they have, you know, I was reading through this, and I almost got depressed if I would have believed it, you know. But it's a, it's an interesting kind of contrast in terms of how they how they look at stuff. So they talk about kind of getting the blues. If you're working for a company, I've got the the Sunday night blues, right? Hey, I had a weekend, and now it's Sunday night. And tomorrow's Monday. I have to go back to work. So they kind of get those kind of blues, right? And they contrast that to the the idea of working for yourself, which is I have the every night blues. Every <laughs> night is just, you know, the one goes into the next, into the next, and you don't have Sunday night blues because there are no days off. I'm working 24-7, 365. You know, you know I, I'm kind of working all the time. Is, is Always on my mind, right. right? So, or they give, they give the idea of kind of, you know, uh, the wellness. This one was kind of threw me off. I'll hit on a couple of these, and you can check out the show notes for more. The wellness part of working for a company. Hey, I'm leaving work early to go see the dentist. Compared to working for yourself, is I haven't seen a dentist in three years. I'm thinking, <laughs> well, how? <laughs> Why? Because we can't. We you know we don't offer health care. We we don't want to take care of ourselves if we're doing stuff. How about how about this in terms of uh, salaries? Here we go. So working for a company, one day. I'll get a higher salary. Just somehow magically, Jack, somehow I'll, get a, I'll get a higher salary. It'll just kind of, it'll happen. There'll be a cost of living adjustment or something. That's right, one of those automatic for, things. Right, versus working for myself, one day, one day, Jack, I'll be able to afford to pay myself a salary. And they've got about 10 of these things. That, that I've I just given you a little flavor. I think it's probably funny to kind of check it out. But again, if I were to believe this or you were to believe this, you know, nobody would ever start a company. It'd be friggin' miserable, which is... The exact opposite of the way we often see it, which is if that? you have a job. A, a job person wrote that. I think so. That That's what it, it was on the Cooper Review. And so see, I, we don't we don't believe we don't believe security is in, is working with a big company. Security is understanding how to run, start, and run your own company successfully. 
Uh, that's what we believe. That's why we're into the coaching business. We've helped hundreds of people do that. Yes, sir. Uh, we're up against the jack. We've got about 15 seconds to go. So we appreciate you being part of today's show and enjoying it. If you want to get a hold of us in between, radio, MaximumVP.com. Give us a call, 877-849-0670. You're going to learn more Dirty Secrets of Small Business next Wednesday, 7 p.m. Eastern. Hey, thanks for listening on Integrity Radio, WINT, 1330 AM, 101.5 FM, and online, WINTradio.com.